1: Hey family, it's Bishop Derek Greer And I invite you to fuel up, get fired up And have an awesome fellowship with me and the Grace Church family This Resurrection Sunday It will all happen at the gorgeous Hilton Performing Arts Center in Manassas, Virginia There will be room for all And a special treat for elementary school children in attendance For more information, go to gracechurchva.org That's gracechurchva.org And we will see you there Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the word overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself.
2: Hello, we are so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big broadcast with Derek Rear. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word.
1: I plan to be a little briefer than normal today, but we're not going to skip on substance. You're going to learn a lot, and we're going to do Some growing today. So if you have your Bible with you, open to John chapter 20, beginning with the 24th uh, verse. And as you turn or use your Bible app, whatever you're doing, I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for opening ears today. Father, no one is, uh, whether live streaming or, or, or in the facility, whether in Overflow, Lord, no one's here by accident. You knew where each person would be seated. You knew exactly what our experience would be today, and um, Father, thank you for preparing it, and Lord, uh, uh, I just ask that, uh, you know, I'm going to do some talking, Lord, but really you do the work. Father, meet us here today. Father, cause us to leave here changed, and and we will remember to give you all the honor and all the glory, and the church says, Amen. amen familiar passages of scripture. I, I can't remember preaching on it before, but most of us are familiar with the text we're going to read today. Now, Thomas called the the twin. There are a lot of fantastic stories about who Thomas's brother was. Uh, some say that it was Matthew. Uh, Some of the Gnostic Gospels that were written 300 years after Christ say that he was actually actually the brother of Jesus, which is absolutely not possible. Uh, So there's lots of stories about, you know, who he was the twin brother of. But it's safe to say, and without, you know, really taking any risks, someone on the planet looked exactly like him. And um, uh, what, what, what I wanted to share with you, though, is uh, there was a little herd boy, you know, in, in Qumran Valley. And you ever hear of the Dead Sea Scrolls? Okay. Well, they found a picture of him in the Dead Sea Scrolls. And it, it's very impressive the way they preserved this picture over the centuries. Let's, let's take a look at this, this, this picture. There to the left, or to, to the right side, that, that's Thomas. And there's his brother. Well, Thomas called the twin, was one of the twelve, meaning Thomas scattered with all the other disciples when they came to arrest Jesus and Judas betrayed him with a kiss. You now, the most heartbreaking thing about betrayal is that it never comes from our enemies. And Thomas was not with them when Jesus came. You see, Jesus appeared to all the disciples, save Judas, all the remaining disciples, on Resurrection Sunday, except one person. Everyone else had returned to the fold, but but Thomas would take the longest. And this was not because he was the most fragile or the weakest. It was probably quite the opposite. He was probably the bravest and the strongest of all the disciples. John 11 and 16 tells us a little bit about this. Let's dig in just a little bit before we really get into our text today. It says, Then Thomas, now Thomas is a Hebrew for twin, so you just learned some Hebrew today. You want to say twin in Hebrew, just say Thomas, also known as Didymus. Didymus is simply the Greek uh, word for, for twin, and some scholars say that the reason uh, Thomas' name is mentioned twice, was to draw uh, attention to the fact that he was not only a, a twin by birth, but also by nature. So we're about to meet a man that, that had some struggles internally, that on one hand he was decisive and, and brave and very thoughtful, but on the other hand he could be also very doubting and, and, and brooding. You know, the worst battle you will ever fight will be with the man in the mirror, the person that looks exactly like you, And will become you if the better part of you doesn't win. So Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us, Jesus said, let's go. And he said, let us also go. But here's the deal, a little bit of insight. The disciples had just warned Jesus that uh, it was very, very dangerous to go to Bethany. Let's read John 11 and 8. Then the disciples said to him, Rabbi, Lately, the Jews sought to stone you. How many know that stoning is just not the most enjoyable way to go? And they said, are you going there again? Everyone thought that Jesus' decision to go to Bethany that would eventually result in the resurrection of Lazarus was suicide. But I want you to to listen to Thomas, verse 16. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, "Say, guys, y'all need to man up. Let us also go that we may what? Die with him. Thomas didn't flinch. Everyone else is uncertain. They're starting to sweat. They're starting to perspire and everything. You know, Thomas had this, this dark and this doubting and brooding side. But when he made up his mind, he was right or die. In this case, Thomas, he yielded to the better angel, if you will, of, of, of his nature. But he had this tendency to kind of swing to these extremes. Let's get back to John 20. In verse uh, 24, now Thomas, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the million-dollar question is, where was Thomas? And, and it's not really until you read into the narrative a little bit. He begins to, there's certain tells You can hear in his response what the real issue was with, with, with Thomas. But the facts are, Thomas was probably met at God and mad at the world, just like many of us would be. Imagine you left everything to follow this carpenter, and uh, you know you were criticized for it, and people mocked you, and, and you left everything to follow this man who was supposed to be the Messiah, and, and your thinking was, you know what, this Messiah would throw off the Roman yoke, and we'll finally have our own nation. We'll be our own people. And imagine if that person you trusted, you, 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 you followed for three and a half years of your life was suddenly killed. And it wasn't, it wasn't just a hard, it wasn't a hard no, no. He was, he was brutally tortured and put to death and God let it happen. How would you, I mean, a guy doing miracles, I, I mean, a, a guy, the most phenomenal guy you, you, you've ever met and suddenly without a fight, totally weak, on the cross, saying, God, why have thou forsaken me? Imagine some of the thoughts that might be going through. You're mine. And we're going to see in the next few verses that it took it took Thomas about a week away before he could even become civil. He, he, he was upset. He, he was angry, and, and, and that was kind of... The way he processed things. And when he came back, and actually the Bible says a little bit later, he came back eight days later. But if you know Hebrew reckoning, any part of a day is a full day. And the reality is, Resurrection Sunday came. Jesus appeared to the disciples. But Thomas wasn't there. So the other disciples say to him when he comes the following Sunday. They said, we have seen the Lord. Now don't miss this. Thomas did not miss Jesus because of the painful events. All of those men went through the same painful experience as he did. He missed out because of his temperament. This is important. Anger will take you further than you want to go, cost you more than you want to pay, and keep you longer than you want to stay. So he responds with sarcasm. He's biting, sorry. And, and you could see that he's angry by, by the way he responds to the disciples here. So he said to them, and this is important when you let anger get the best of you, it only brings out the worst of you. You know, being angry is human. All of us would get angry at times, sometimes. But staying angry is foolish. Thomas says, Unless I see his hands. You see, when you're angry, you don't make sense. And unless I see the print of the nails. Now, a lot of us have the idea that Jesus was surrounded with these extremely docile, easily led people. But the facts are they were very, very hard-headed, like a lot of us in this room. So I'm sure we can relate. The disciples tended to spend most of their time trying to frustrate Jesus. And if they weren't frustrating Jesus, they were frustrating each other. And Thomas said, again, it took him a whole week before he joined the disciples. He said, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of those nails. This is important. The holes in Jesus' hands were not just slits they nailed gaping holes probably into his wrists. In in the Hebrew, the the hand includes the the wrists here. And what happened here was not just, you know, a little bit of bleeding. It it was brutal. It was bone pain, and, and all that transpired with the Lord. And then he said, and unless I put my hand into his what side? Meaning that it wasn't just a sword that pierced his side. Obviously, once the soldier put in the sword... He probably turned the sword. And uh, that turn left a major hole in Christ's body. And it was like humanity and all the devils in hell were saying with a final snicker, God, let me see if you could forgive this. So they they stick it in and then they turn it. And how many of you have have experienced that type of pain? And, And this is what Jesus is facing, complete and utter humiliation. And then at the end of it all, there's a twist. What's amazing about God is as bad as we are at some times. No sin is greater than God's mercy. Not a one. Here's God's math. And you may not have learned this in elementary school, but this is the way God does it. One cross, three nails. forgiven. given. Yeah. Watch the next statement. This lets you know a little bit about his mindset. He doesn't say I cannot believe. That would be understandable, and if he could not believe, you could give him a pass. But what he says is I what I will not believe. Our unbelief or belief is not just a feeling, it's a choice. Jesus had prophesied over and over and over again that the Son of Man would be crucified, and on the third day he'd raise from the dead. Matter of fact, the disciples, Peter in particular, got mad and said, Lord, this will never happen to you. And and Jesus had to get real firm. They argued about it. Jesus said it time and time and time again. But in spite of Christ's words, in spite of Isaiah's word that the Son of Man would would carry our infirmities and by his stripes we would be healed, in spite of the fact that Zechariah said that, you know, uh, the, the Son of Man would be peace, in spite of all that was said, he refused. To believe. See, the issue in Thomas's life is a lot like the issue that we face in our lives. We have to stop letting our anger make choices for us. I mean, why do we keep dancing with the devil and then wonder why we keep going through hell? And and what we do is that this all that how's that anger working for you? I mean, this anger kept him from Jesus for a week. Everybody else was able to recover. Everyone else was able to come back hurt, wounded, but they were able to come back and play nice. But because of Thomas' disposition, he missed a week with the master. And again, it wasn't because of the events. All of the men experienced the same events. It was because of his attitude. And things may have happened to you. Terrible things, things that you can't figure out, things you think God should never have let happen. But the issue is not so much that the event happened. The real issue that's destroying your life is your temperament. The events you can't control, but your attitude, you can. Here's something I know about God. He's God. And when you're dealing with God, God knows everything we know just a little bit. And when you mix everything with a little bit, little bit's not always going to figure out everything. And by virtue of the fact we're creation and he's creator, we're going to have moments where this doesn't make sense. We're going to have moments where Lord, uh, uh, you know what, if you were God, wouldn't you? But but here's the deal, are we now his tutor? Are you now his instructor? And in each of our lives, this is bound to happen, but, but, but be careful not to spend... Now, listen, I understand getting mad, but it's when we stay mad. And a day turns into weeks and weeks into months and months into lost years. All because things didn't go quite the way you wanted. And after eight days... His disciples, next Sunday, were again inside, locked in because people wanted to kill him. And they were frightened. They said, what they did to Jesus, they're probably going to do to us because we're his followers. But on this day, Thomas finally joined them. And then Jesus came. Notice that Jesus waited until Thomas got back in fellowship. Before he helped him, he waited until Thomas got back in church before he helped him. Church is not a place you go, it's a family you belong to. And having a family is not just important, it's everything. And then it says, now you've got to know everyone is at a, s- a heightened sense of alert. The master's been killed, and they're scared they're going to come and get them. So everyone's in the room. The Bible says the door is shut. Another translation said it's locked because they don't want anyone to find them. to get in, and everyone's ears are perked up. They hear little leaves rustling. They're, they're concerned. And, you know, any the slightest sound of movement, you know, they be aware. And I want you to imagine this heightened sense of awareness. All of a sudden, without coming through a door, someone just shows up in your room. I don't care how many walls you put up or how hard you try to lock the door of your heart. God knows how to get past every objection, every pain, every hurt, and every fear. And that's exactly what he did here. And the Bible said, and he stood. He wasn't leaning, still trying to recover. You know, they beat me up real bad. No, no. He stood. Yeah. In the midst. Unbowed by the cross. He stood with the same command, with the, the, the same swagger he had had every day before. When he preached on the shore, when he stood up at the temple, he, he had that same demeanor, that same manner, that same strength, that the same, same power. Here's the deal. Humankind didn't make them, and humankind couldn't break them. And that's true about you and I, too. And then he said, watch this, watch what he said. He said, shalom or peace to you. All of these guys, first of all, the night he was betrayed, he went out to pray. I mean, he healed, you know, uh, Peter's mother-in-law. Every time they had an issue, take care of it. Uh, the moment he had a need, guys, can you stay up and, and just watch with me, you know, for an hour, you know. Uh, my, my soul is troubled. I'm about to face something. And, and, and they fell asleep. If that wasn't bad enough, when the soldiers came to take him, they all ran, and they fled. How many of you, the next time you saw those guys, you know, it would be like, you know, champagne dreams, you know, and, and, and carry our wishes, you know. But he walks in the room, that's why you got to be careful about being mad and keeping it. See, some of us worship an angry God, and it's just a projection of ourselves. I just, I'm preaching good now. I'm preaching good. I'm in the book. So he stands up in the midst and says, peace to you. He said, I'm not mad at you. And he kind of wiped off his shoulders. He's like, y'all can't make me not love you. No matter what you do, how bad it is. He was like... You are to die for. If there's any crazy thing about God, it's this fact that he loves us. But he doesn't just love us with a kind of passive love. He was saying, you guys, as messed up and as backwards and as afraid y'all are in this room, y'all are to die and I'm not mad at you. Why? Because you're worth it. I don't know why he thinks it's worth it. But God looks at you. He looks at the cross. He said you are worth every drop of blood, every vibration that that came when they hammered uh, that nail through my bone and, and every twinge of pain, every muscle spasm, every breath I had that you were worth it. You are to die for. That's the love and the commitment and the compassion of the God I serve. You are to die for. Then he said to Thomas, it's my story, I tell it how I want. But I'm in the book. So he's standing up in the room in the Jesus way, and he ignores everyone else. He just talks to, to Tommy. And he was like, all right, let's do this. He said, reach your finger here and look at my hand. Oh, oh, you didn't think I was listening when you were talking all that smack about... <laughs> Just like, Thomas, you feel froggy, then leap, okay? Tell it how I want. And while you're at it, reach your right hand here. Literally, the Greek is thrust your hand in here. You see, you doing this passive-aggressive thing where you're questioning my honor and my integrity by virtue of your unbelief. But why don't you just go ahead and hit me? Why why don't you just go ahead and strike my side? You're such a bad boy, Thomas. And then he gives him a little instruction. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And what he's saying to Thomas, he's saying, listen, boy, you decided that you're going to live this super cynical life, that you're only going to believe what you touch and what you see, what you feel, what you smell, and, and that's how you're going to live. And if you can't see it, touch it, 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 it ain't so. Instead of trusting your heart, because in your heart, you know that not one word I've ever spoken has failed. You know, you know, you know that I promise and I will deliver. You know better. And not only what I said, what about what the prophet said? What what about your own conscience? You decide to live this shallow, cynical life where you don't trust the voice within anymore. And your anger is raising so loud. You can't hear. You know, when you're angry, you'll make the greatest speech you regret the most in your life. And he was making these speeches in his mind, angry at God and everyone else. Angry and he's stubborn, locked into it. That's why he's speaking so sarcastically and almost daring God. And if I put my hand and I'm not like y'all, y'all are weak. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm a thinker, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm logical and rational. No, you're carnal. You're carnal. You're carnal. Because as real as the ground you stand on is as real as that voice within that says, this is the way, walk ye in it. By virtue of the fact that you have an ought to and a should in your heart, there's something higher about you than other animals. It puts you in a class by yourself.
2: This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org slash salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big.
1: Hey, family, it's Bishop Derek Greer, and I invite you to fuel up, get fired up, and have an awesome fellowship with me and the Grace Church family this Resurrection Sunday. It will all happen at the gorgeous Hilton Performing Arts Center in Manassas, Virginia. There will be room for all and a special treat for elementary school children in attendance. For more information, go to gracechurchva.org resurrection. That's gracechurchva.org resurrection, and we will see you there.